Amen. All the things that were mentioned in that song and much more is in that name. Thank God for salvation in the name of Jesus. I'm glad my help cometh from the Lord. Amen. And I'm glad I know who he is. Praise God. It's good to be with you on Sunday morning. Uh, seemed like it's been a while since I've been here. been kind of under the weather and I've really missed it. And uh, just keep me in your prayers. I'm on the way back, but I'm not where I want to be just yet. But I'm headed in the right direction. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. It's been good. It's been a good week, hasn't it? Thanksgiving with our families and our friends. I tell you what, we've enjoyed it. And uh, I see uh, see some folks, visitors today that are home folks, you know, that are here visiting or whatever. And I'm so glad to see see everybody in the house of the Lord. But, you know, uh, thanks uh, the the month of November is always an exciting month to me because I love Thanksgiving. I love that. I love that time. I love the fall of the year. And uh, when the leaves start changing, and it's deer season, and there's some other things that country boys like me like. And uh, some people like duck hunting. I'm not one, but there's a few that say amen to that. Amen. Something about the water and 4 o'clock in the morning in the water and it, 10 degrees is kind of, whoo. Yeah, it sounds like it. Amen. But, uh, there, you know, the, there's been a lead up to November 20, November 2022. We've been hearing about that for a couple of years. We've been hearing a lot of a lot of news media and a lot of talk, and there's just kind of been a buzz in the land about something, an event that was going to happen in November of 22. Can anybody tell me what that is? Have any guesses what happened in November of 22? That was so important that. Did I hear somebody say election? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you folks, but I couldn't miss that it was happening because I couldn't, I couldn't go to the mailbox. And open my my mailbox is down at the end of my drive, and I pull up there every every evening when I get home. And man, when I'd open that mailbox, you know, it's just flooded with the with ads about people wanting to be elected to this office or that office. And I'll be honest with you, they kind of just waste their money on me when they do that stuff because once I see what it is, I I don't really take the time to read it. Maybe I should, I, I probably should, but to me, that's that qualifies as kind of like junk mail in my book. And uh, it's probably not. I should probably read it. But anyway, I just got to putting them on my dash in my truck every day when I would check my mail. And it wasn't long. I mean, my dash was full. I had to do something with it. I could have probably, I mean, I could have probably started a bonfire with all the with all the political ads that I was receiving every day in my mailbox from people that were wanting really bad to get my vote. And they were wanting to be elected. And I, I don't know, how many of y'all like yard selling? Oh, I like yard selling. And I, a lot of Saturday mornings, I'll get up early, Sister Barbara, and I'll, I'll drive into town, and, uh, and I'll go to Hardy's for breakfast. I live over at Piggott. We still got a Hardy's, praise the Lord. Amen. Good breakfast, good biscuit. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look for yard sale signs. And I love, you know, see a yard sale. I especially like those that got the arrow pointing, you know, this way. It helps me not get lost and turned around so much if I can follow them arrows till I, till I get to that yard sale. But, you know, the last, the last six months, I would pull into town and I would think, man, there's a lot of sales. And I would look and they would be political signs. Vote for me. Elect me. You know, I'm a friend of the community. And, I mean, I can't, I've I, I seen all kind of slogans. And, all, I mean, they, they were just everywhere. Every yard, every corner was just political signs everywhere. Am I the only one that notices that stuff? That stuff's everywhere. I couldn't turn on the radio without hearing political ads. And when you turned on your TV, it was like 
one political ad after another. And these people all had a purpose. They were wanting your vote. And they were wanting to be elected to the office that they, that they had decided to run for. And uh, they just, I mean, they will bombard the political, the, I mean, the air, media airwaves with their political message. It's never ending. They're wanting to be elected. And, you know, um, how many of you ever heard the term mudslinging? They even get into that. Can you believe that they would do such a thing? I mean, I, if some of the stuff were true that I heard on the radio about some candidates, I feel like they'd probably be in jail, you know. I mean, I figure like the FBI would come and swarm in and put them in handcuffs and take them off. But, but not all that stuff is true. That's why I take a lot of that with a grain of salt. It's just people that's wanting to be elected. They're wanting to get elected to that office. And some of them will, I mean, they'll just use, they'll use, they'll just come right out and lie. They'll tell lies about one another. And, and they'll be vicious. And I couldn't help but think about Proverbs, the 30th chapter, where it says, you know, when I listen to some of these ads, it says, there's a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from the off the earth and needy from among men. They will tear one another to shreds just to get your vote, just to be elected to that office. And they will put lots of effort in that. Millions, I, I, I would, you know, I, I would, I hesitate to even try to look and see and Google how much money is spent on elections, but I would tell you it's in the billions probably. I know individuals will spend millions and millions of dollars to be elected to office. You know, they will, they, they will go all out to be elected to that because they want that office. They want your vote. They want to be elected. And I'm not, you know, I'm not here to talk about elections and what we should do on elections and what we, you know, who we should vote for and this. That's all a personal thing between you and the Lord. I believe that we can be involved in, in our political structure and system. But I believe that we have a limited role when it comes to that. I believe I do. Oh, let's talk to me. Because, um, because God, what we've got to realize is regardless of what these elections turn out to be, whether now, whether 2024, whether God's word is still going to be fulfilled. What God says is going to happen is going to happen. Matthew, the 24th chapter, is still going to be fulfilled no matter who's in office. Amen? Because God's word's forever settled in heaven. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't vote our conscience and we shouldn't try to get involved in that. But I'm, I just want to let you know that I wouldn't let, I, I've seen Christian people, and I've talked to Christian people that were so upset about elections that they'd almost lose their victory. And I think that's a sad thing. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Folks, our help is not coming from a political system. Our help is not coming from Washington, D.C., from Jefferson City, or from Little Rock. I appreciate leaders. I appreciate our political leaders, and I pray for them. Whether I like them or I don't, I want to be obedient to the Word of God, and I pray for them like the Bible instructs me to do. But I want to tell you, I remember what Hebrews 11th chapter talked about. It says, now they, they were citizens of another country, which is a heavenly one. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. I don't want to let what goes on down here. Now, I am concerned about what happens. I love the United States of America. I love where I live. I love my family, and I want what's best in our communities for my family. But I don't want to get so focused on the down here that I forget where, what my country is. Amen? I'm a citizen of another country, which is a heavenly country. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called my God. Amen. The Bible even says in that chapter that we are pilgrims and strangers here. You know what that means? 
Just like the old song says, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasure's there laid up somewhere else. Oh, I love that little place I live over there in Pollard, Arkansas. I love that. But that's not my treasure. My treasure's laid up somewhere else. I'm just passing through here. Amen. Amen. We're citizens of another country. So don't get all stressed out about that. Just remember who your Lord is and who your God is and where your help is coming from. Amen. In first, in, in Corinthians, Paul even talks about it like this. He says, we are ambassadors for Christ. What's an ambassador? You ever thought about what an ambassador is? You know, we'll, somebody will be chosen as an ambassador and they'll be sent to a foreign land. And what they're supposed to do is represent our country. Now, they don't go over there and get wrapped up in everything that's going on in that country, but they want to represent the United States of America. Now, we have ambassadors that come here from all, all walks of life and all other countries. And what they come here for, they, don't, they come here to represent their country. But the Apostle Paul says that we are ambassadors for Christ. Think about that. What's that mean? That we're supposed to be representing our Lord. In this world that we live in, there's nothing wrong with being involved in the politics of the day. I, I, I'm not here to say that that's wrong. But I'm saying that's not what our calling is. And that's not what our purpose is. Our purpose is, is to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ in this day and hour in which we live. Ye are the light of the world. Amen. We are light and we are salt in this day. And if ever there was an hour that it was needed, today is the day. Amen. Right now is the time. This is the hour that we need to be the light of the world. Amen. I'm telling you, the, the answers are not coming they're not coming in the, in the political system. Uh, they're not coming from the educational system. Uh, and all of that stuff is good, but Brother Sharon, they're not even coming from the religious system. Our answer is coming from the Lord. Oh, when you see these things come to pass, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Our help is coming from the Lord. Amen. He made the heavens and the earth, and He's in control of those things. And that's where we need to be putting our focus on. We need to put our focus on Jesus Christ. And we need to be that representative of him while we're here on this earth. But, you know, I've talked a little bit. I said all that about elections to say this. There is an election that's coming. That's already here. There is an election that is of far more importance than anything that happened in 2022. And I'm not talking about the election of 2024. Yeah, that's going to be important. I have no doubts. But there's an election that's a whole lot more important than anything that's happening in this nation. It's even more important than any election that's happening in the U.N. or overseas or in any other country. Amen. And that election I read about in Second Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verse number 10. I know we ain't got any way to put that on the board, but I'll read it. How about that? There's an election, folks, that's very important that's coming up. And the Apostle Peter says it like this. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence. Y'all know what diligence means? And it means you put your every effort in it. It means that you work hard at it, that you put careful preparation, and you are very diligent in what you're doing. The Apostle says, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. There's an election, folks, that's far more important than what's going on in the world around us. It's got a hold. Now, are there consequences to the elections of our day? Yes, sir. But there's a consequence to this election that Paul's talking about or Peter's talking about here. 
You need to make sure that you make your calling and election sure. Just like those politicians, they will bombard my mailbox. They will bombard the airways trying so hard to get my vote. You need to put in that kind of effort to make sure that your calling and election is sure. To make sure that you've made things right with your God. I'm telling you, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how people can go. Brother Sharon, we've talked about it. I don't know how they can walk away from the church in the hour in which we live, seeing the things that we're seeing all around us, and can walk away from the very thing that will save them. Can walk away from the ark. Can walk away from the safety and the security of the church, and they can start searching after the things of this world where there's no answer there. There's no hope there. Oh, my friend, make your calling and election sure. Oh, today's the day to do it. If you hadn't done it, today's the day to do that. Amen. Be diligent. I'm, I'm going to, you know, if you're here today and you've not settled it in your heart and you've not got things right with God and you've not made, you've not made the wrongs right and you've got, not gotten yourself in a position where you are ready to meet Him, what are you waiting on? What are you, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting to see happen in this old world before you say, you know what? Maybe I ought to make a decision. Maybe I ought to, you know, I don't think, folks, we had the time to wait till 2024 or till 20 whenever, you know, like they do in the election cycle. We need to wake up and realize that today is the day of salvation. Right now is the accepted time. Oh, make your calling an election sure. Make sure, brothers and sisters, that you're in the church. That you're in the church, that you're in that ark of safety. Amen. Don't delay. I don't understand it. I talk to people and I'm like, what are they waiting on? What, what else do they have to see happen? What else do they have to see? What other Bible prophecies do they have to see fulfilled before they can understand that we're living in the last of the last days? I don't understand that, but the devil is busy. He's busy trying to deceive folks, but I'm here today. Somebody listen to me. You need to make sure and make certain and be diligent about it. Make your calling and election sure. Make sure that you're where you ought to be. Make sure you're right with God. Amen. Make sure that you're in the church of Jesus Christ, that you're in the church of the living God. Amen. Praise God. If you do these things, you will never fail. Amen. There are some things that are more important than the political environment of our day. It's like I said earlier, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be involved in that, but I'm telling you, no matter what happens in the political world around us, God's word is still going to be fulfilled. There were some things that were prophesied. There were some things that were talked about that they are going to happen. Because God's word is forever settled in heaven. Now, have I seen times in the scripture where people could pray and God would stay his judgment and God would, 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 would say, you know what, I'm going to wait a little while before I do that? Yes, there are cases of that. But his word is still going to be fulfilled. And the word of God says that any nation, any nation that forgets God shall be turned into hell. What, what, what have you got to see happen in this world around you? Before you turn to God with your whole heart. Not just with a part of it, but with all of it. And say, God, I'm going to sell out. I'm going to sell out. I'm going to get in the church. I'm going to get in the ark of safety. Because the flood is coming. Hey, man, the old deceiver is busy. 
Amen. He's going to have a great end time revival. The word of God says it says there's going to be a great falling away. But at the same time that he's having revival, there's going to be people that are going to latch on and say, you know what? I believe the word of God and I realize my help is only coming from the Lord. And they're going to make their calling and their election sure. And they're going to get into that ark of safety. Today's that day. If you've not done that, today's the day. And if you've been in this thing for all your life, I'm telling you, you better latch on with everything you got. And you better hang on. And you better do what God has called you to do. We need to be the light to this dark world. We need to show them there's a better way. They're searching. They're looking in every avenue. And they're trying to find it. They're looking to this, looking to that. There's no help out there. Because our help is going to come from the Lord. And only from the Lord. Amen. Make your calling and election sure. Get in the church. Amen. I'm not just talking. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Do whatever it takes to be a part of that church. Amen. What does it take to be a part of that church? Amen. First thing you got to do is you got to believe on the one that established the church. The one that came and died for you for your sins. You believe on him with all your heart. Amen. You know what, Brother Sharon? You can't repent and ask forgiveness from somebody you don't believe in. You can't even be baptized in the name of somebody if you don't have no belief in them. And you don't have no faith in them. So the first step you got to do is you got to believe on him with all your heart. Believe that he came and that he died and he shed his blood so that you could have life and you could have life more abundantly. There's no salvation in any other. The Bible says there knows no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Our help cometh from the Lord. Amen. You know, and, I, and as I look in the scripture, the very first place... I see the word church mentioned that in the New Testament. And I, I could be wrong, but this is the first place I have seen it. And, I, and that, that was in Matthew, the 16th chapter, in verse 18. And that's where Jesus was asking his disciples the question. You know, he said, who do men say that I am? And some said, well, you know, you're Apollo, you're, 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 you're Moses, you're one of the prophets, you're John. You know, they had all these. But he said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered him and said, thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. You're the Messiah. That's what Christ means. You're the Savior. You're the Savior. Hey, I'm here to tell you, he's the Savior today. Jesus Christ is still the Savior today. Amen. There's no salvation in nobody else. There's no salvation in the other, only in him. And Jesus told Peter, he said, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Amen. Upon the rock, upon that statement that Jesus was the Savior. That's why I want to believe on him. He's the one I want to put my faith in. He's, he's my hope, ladies and gentlemen. But you notice what Jesus said there. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Do you realize that's future tense? At that present time, the church was not established. But Jesus said, I'm going to build it. I will build it on that foundation that I'm the Christ. Amen. And the very next place I find the word church mentioned in the New Testament is in Acts, the second chapter. Amen. We all, we were all apostolics and Pentecostals. We know, we know what happened in Acts, the second chapter, didn't we? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Amen. We all know about how the Holy Ghost fell. Praise God. Are you glad for this, this Pentecostal experience? Oh, I'm glad for this. I'm glad I got the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm glad I got Christ. He said, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. I'm glad I've experienced Pentecost. Amen. I'm glad. I'm happy that I've been filled with the, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
But when that experience happened that day, there was people that were gathered around. They were watching what was happening as these 120 people that were in that upper room, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance or the ability. As the Holy Ghost fell on them, they began to do speak in other languages. And they, and, and they, were, they marveled at all that, and they were surprised at all that. Some of them said, these men, these men are drunk. And, you know, they're, they're drunk. And, 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 and Apostle said, these men are, Peter said, these men aren't drunken, as you suppose. And he began to preach a message to them that day. And he preached a message of salvation. He told them how that with wicked hands they had took Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. And they had crucified him. And he began to preach to them how, how that, that was, he was sent here for their salvation. And the Bible says when they heard it, when they heard the message of Jesus Christ, they were pricked in their hearts. They got under conviction. There's something happened. They was like, man, look what we have done. And they said to, they said to Peter and the other apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? I mean, we've done this. We have, we're guilty of what you've said. We did that. But what have we got to do to make this wrong right? And we all know the message that Peter preached that day, standing with the other 11. When they said, what, sh- what must we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I still believe that message today. Amen. I can remember a time when that verse would have been quoted and people have been running the aisles. <laughs> you know why? Because they remember what it was like to be dying in their sins and to have their sins remitted by the precious name of Jesus Christ and how they would have been, had been able to receive that free gift. You know, you don't, if you, there's something about when somebody wants to give you a gift, you know what you don't have to do? You don't have to beg them for that gift. What's, what's your only requirement when somebody wants to give you a gift? You just got to receive it. You just got to accept it. Amen. Oh, thank God for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the plan of salvation that you can believe on Him. You can repent of your sins, be buried in baptism in His name for the remission of those sins. And He's promised you the gift of the Holy Ghost. You might say, well, Brother Marty, that, that, you know, that, that was just, that was for the apostles in that day. But he didn't stop there. He said, for this promise, talking about that Holy Ghost, that gift, this promise is unto you and your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. It's for us today. Thank God. Thank God for the plan of salvation. Thank God for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the very next place, Like I said, the first place I found the word church in the New Testament is when Jesus said, I will build it. The next place I find it, I found it where he said, future tense, I'm going to build it. But after Peter preached that message, and after they responded to that message in Acts, the second chapter, verse 47. Amen. I'm way over here. I could quote it, but I want to make sure I get it right. Y'all go with me. If you got your Bibles, go to Acts, the second chapter. It's important to know if you're in the church or not. Mm, I need to repeat that. It's important to know whether you're in the church or not. We don't just we don't want to just follow what men have to say. We want to follow what the Word of God has to say. Amen. So it's important to know what this forever settled book has to say. 
Jesus said in Matthew, he told him, said, I, on this rock, I will build my church. Then on the day of Pentecost, when that message was preached, and praise God for that message of salvation, there's people that responded to that message. They responded to it. And I think they had a revival that day. Verse 41 says, then they gladly received his word, were baptized. There was about 3,000 of them that very day that received that. But the very next place I find the word church mentioned is in that same chapter. Is in that same chapter in Acts, the second chapter, verse 47. It said they were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord, somebody say the Lord. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a theologian. And I don't, I, and I don't understand a lot of things. But I tell you what. I understand that the church was established right there because that's the, that's the second place I see it mentioned in the word of God. And it says, and they were added, it was added to the Lord, added to the church daily such as should be saved. What are you waiting on? Hallelujah. What are you waiting on? Why are you delaying? If you've not done, if you've not, if you've not received the word of God, if you've not accepted the teachings of Jesus Christ and his apostles. Why the delay? Don't delay. What do you got to see happen in this world around you to know that we're living in the last of the last days? Don't delay. Do whatever it takes to get in the church. Amen. There's nothing more important in your life. The elections of this world, they're not as important as your election to make sure, to make certain that your calling and election is sure. The verse ends up by saying, if you do these things, you will never fail. You won't fall. You won't fail if you make sure that your calling and election is sure. I want to be in the church, don't you? I want to do whatever it takes to get in the church. Amen. I want to believe on Jesus Christ with all of my heart. I want to be back. I want to repent of my sins. I want to be buried in baptism in his name. And I want to receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That promise is for us today. Don't delay. Don't delay. What are you waiting on? Oh, I just, I'll just wait. I'll just wait, Brother Marty. Yeah, I've heard this. Some of you have heard this message your whole life. Don't delay. Don't let it turn into a deadly delay. Amen. Amen. We're going to hear this, and I'm not just preaching and talking to who's here today. This is going out on the Internet. But somebody's going to hear this gospel message for the last time someday. I don't want today to be that day. Make sure that your calling and election is sure. These politicians will go to great lengths. They will pull out all the stops and they'll do whatever it takes to get your vote. And I'm here to tell you, do whatever it takes to make your calling and election sure. If you've not been buried in baptism in his name, I'd be finding me a preacher to put me down in water. Hallelujah. I'd want my sins to be remitted and washed away. If you've not bowed your knee at an old-fashioned altar and repented of your sins, what are you waiting on? Why delay? What do you got to see happen that makes you decide it's time to get right with God? It's time to make my calling and election sure. Amen. If you do this thing, you will never fail. 
Hey, man, you will never fall. Give diligence, brothers and sisters. Give diligence. Make your calling and election sure. Do whatever it takes. Don't delay. Don't delay. Hallelujah. The Lord put this on my heart because I don't want to delay. I want to make sure my calling and election is sure. But I wouldn't want to sit on the pews of this church and be like that lost coin that was lost in the house. I wouldn't want to be listening on the internet today and say, you know what, I've heard that message all my life. But there's coming a day that the ark door is going to be shut. And then it's going to be too late. And I'm burdened in my heart right now, and I don't even know why. I mean, I know why, I don't know who or what. But somebody's hearing me either in this building or on the internet. If you ain't in church, it's time to get to church. If you're not in the church of Jesus Christ, it's time to get in it. Don't delay. Hallelujah. Make your calling and your election sure. Praise God. I love and appreciate you each and every one. Thank you for letting me share my heart this morning.